Welcome to the podcast with Face, Pat, and Tiz. It shouldn't have been in there, but hey. Say Roger Rap was in that bitch. Man, they had the ugly Sonic in that Rescue Rangers movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, shit. (laughs) The ugly Sonic. Not the one in the movie. The The one one that everybody hated. Fans protested. Yes. (laughs) That shit was funny. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it again because I, I don't remember all of it, but that was some that was a twisted movie, yo, on a low. Real twisted. <laughs> okay. Another question. Y'all like James Bond movies? Yeah. I'm a James Bond buff. Fuck around. I didn't know. My mama liked James Bond movies like that too. Fuck around, I watched the very last James Bond because they, they just made the very, very last one. You feel me with James mm-hmm. with Daniel Craig. And side note, Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. Him and um um the dude that talks like this with the, the deep voice, Sean the white dude. Sean there you go. There, there you go. Um, Two best James Bonds out there. Skyfall. <sighs> Skyfall was that shit. Skyfall was that shit. My nigga. Yes. Scaffold that fact, shit. I got I got some I got some shit. Y'all look at my um city background while I find my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got some, wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all <in> my city background. <laughs> so yo, with this movie, No Time to Die is the best James Bond movie I have ever seen. And I've when seen, that come out. Uh I think it came out 2021. Oh, I gotta see that. I ain't think I see I don't, I don't think I seen that one yet. You have to see it. If you like Bond, you have, have to, to see it. You have to. It, it ain't no way around it. This is the best one. The best one. I don't care who was Bond, what Bond did. This is the best James Bond movie. Mm. Hands down. Hands down. All right. I'm going to find that shit. <laughs> and I'm going to put this out there for all those people, all those people out there. James Bond should never be black. Okay. If it's a black agent, change the damn name. Don't make James Bond black. James Bond is a white dude. Period. He's a white dude. He's a British white dude. Even if he's ever replaced, you can you can take the number. You can take 007, but you can't change the dude's name. The number is just a number. The name is synonymous with that man. James Bond ain't black. You can name him Luther something, 007 Luther something, or 007 Jamal something. But not yeah, James Bond. Yeah. Oh. They could what they could do yeah, is just Kobe. make a whole whole new character and introduce him in the movie. And if the oh. actor portrays okay. him good enough, they can make it a spin-off movie. This is true. Watch watch the last watch the last James Bond then. <laughs> watch the last James Bond. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Shit. <laughs> Watch that last James Bond. Be 009. Like a motherfucker. Highest level of change. Tell you, man. That, that, that shit from start to finish is actually fucking packed. And like, I like movies that gives you a twist, but this shit takes you this way, it takes you this way, and takes you this way. And you like, oh, I know what's going to happen. It takes you back this way, mm-hmm. and drops you in the middle. And you're like, what the fuck? Those are the best spy movies. Yo. Oh, I'm telling spot. you, bro. I'm telling you. 
I love Spider. They bring they bring back they bring back some of his old some of his old friends from the old James Bond movies from Daniel Craig shit. Just tell you, I fuck with James Bond movies. It's Casino Royale, the Skyfall. What's the other one? Mm-hmm. Um, Quantum Asylum. Quantum Asylum. Quantum Asylum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I have that one? I know I got that one somewhere. Quantum Asylum. Tears. You remember playing the James Bond video game back in the day? Oh, um, yeah, Golden Eye. Okay. Golden Eye. That split, split screen shit? Oh, my. Oh, man. Yo, I used to love that game, man, even though people would kill me. I used to love to play with our job. Because he was short. Yep, and annoyed the hell out of everybody. Nobody yes, I know. I remember that. I think I actually played the game with you, man. And yeah, you was walking around karate chopping niggas with our job. Yeah, I couldn't stand, couldn't stand your ass. Like this karate chopping my knees. This little person. See, I said little person this time. Ha 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 ha. I almost said it, You're but I didn't. Midget. You. Midget. You're getting woke. <laughs> Oh, You're becoming the golden gun. Golden gun. Yeah. Tell you, man. And dr- you got to have one grenade launcher. Got to have one grenade launcher. Oh, what was that game? Um, T, you remember this game? PS1 Machine Hunter. That was my shit, Johnny mm-hmm. Ham. If y'all are big on gaming, you, you got to be a real big, big gamer to know about Machine Hunter because that's an on the low classic ass game. You feel me? Like, nothing about machines. Ain't no humans. You just machines fighting machines on a bunch of different levels. That's it. <laughs> Was it on the, um, like the baseball? Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it on a um like one of the demo discs for like PlayStation? It might have been. Yeah, it was. That's how we found it out was? about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had it. Can you change one of the um uh, mach- like the legs to like tank legs or like snake like uh not snake legs, but like spider legs or something like that? Like machine spider legs or something like. Oh no, you had it. You could upgrade them. Yeah, you could switch machines. Like yeah, one with a spider, one of that little dude. Yeah, might be thinking of something different, man. Uh, or um, or another whack ass good game. It was Time Commando? Is that a whack ass good game? <laughs> oh, yo, that shit was just whack. I, I ain't even about in front on that shit. That shit was that was horrible. That was, this nigga go to the corner. Was like, oh, we ain't about to do that. We ain't about to do that. That was not a good game. That might <laughs> That game was horrible. The graphics was choppy. The, the control. Oh my god! Nigga, you went to Wendy's oh. too? Uh, yeah. Earlier. Today. Oh, I ain't some shit. I should have went to Wendy's too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck her. She ain't giving me no money. Now, Wendy's, if you want to sponsor, nigga, I do got the app, and I do go there regularly. So you know. Y'all breakfast breakfast potatoes do be slamming with one one of them uh, them honey chicken biscuits. uh, Damn right. I mean, if you want to sponsor a nigga, throw it. Hey, I will commercial the fuck out of y'all shit because I I eat there. I be getting them rewards and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm through the roof. 
And I like it when you joke on other um fast food chains on Twitter. Those are hilarious. Whoever runs Wendy's social media is savage as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big fact. Well, uh, we ain't getting sponsored by Wendy's, but uh, what's up, guys? Welcome hey. to Partners. Show with three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. As always, I'm one third of the partners, your boy Tiz, and I'm along with. It's the other third of the partners, and if you like random talks before the podcast, this might be your vibe, my boy. It's the Padawan here, and I'm along with. What's happening, man? It's space in a place somewhere mixed in this goddamn race. What's going on this week? This might be your vibe, my boy. My boy. The line of the century, boy. That shit had <laughs> weak, nigga. Hey, you better patent that shit. And, and me and, and me and Puka just finished watching that shit, so we was in here crying, laughing, bro. <laughs> like we was in here all. That might be your vibe, my boy. You spoke like you literally spoke everything that my brain was thinking as we were <laughs> listening to that shit, and we listened to it on the ride off of Apple Music with the spatial, and it was yeah, it was it was not what's up. And then the fucked up part about it was. Then what today or yesterday? Beyonce comes and drops one track that smashes his whole fucking album. Like that shit. That's why he. That's, that's why he dropped it. Like damn, B. Like like this nigga dropped the whole album. I rode down the street today and all I heard people bumping was Beyonce. I'm talking Yo. about niggas. Niggas, look, n- nigga, look thug as fuck. <laughs> I'm about bumping that shit. All you hear is Big Freedom bump, jamming. Like what the fuck, yo? Beyonce, yo, Beyonce is savage, yo. She a beast with that shit. That's why he dropped that album in the last like minute. It, man. She, she is that chick, yo. Like I, I got. I don't even think he knew he was dropping that album right then. Okay, since you brought a Beyonce, I'm gonna bring a Beyonce question to the field. Okay, in female music history. Is there anyone in history that you can think of that has had the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not career highlights, but has had the musical prowess that Beyonce has. Musical prowess? Now you're talking straight talent. That's different. Straight talent. There's plenty of people who had better musical talent, but everything else? Hell no. Yeah, all together. The, the whole shebang. With with uh with with the with the talent with talent everything everything Beyonce the Beyonce the goat and it's like she one of them type of goats like I don't know I can't even think of another sport or another realm where like (laughs) it's somebody who's as dominant as she like no it's like she's she's ahead of most people. Like when you talking about people, it's mm-hmm. it's like her and Mike and this this is how this is how there. crazy like, now, it's people that's more talented than both of them. Like mm-hmm. it's it's I've seen people walk in the street that are more talented that can sing, rap, act, dance, draw, paint, um, backflip, uh, do karate. Uh, like you know, what I'm saying, like Chris Brown is more talented than all of them, hands down. Like this motherfucker's a savant. But when you talk about shit, like I can fill football stadiums, 
I can get 100,000 people to come see me three nights in a row in the same city. You talking about Michael Jackson, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, follow-up question to that. Now, she might be the female Michael Jackson. That's, yeah, that's just based off the straight number. Like, we could do it straight numbers. We ain't even got, like, once you stack up the numbers, it just gets... It gets ridiculous. Now, do you think now looking at the the scope? Do you think Beyonce is like a birth child, or like what? Like if they put it in the lab, what would become of a Whitney Houston and all she had, and a Mariah Carey and all she has, and bottom up the one, and it becomes Beyonce, or Beyonce is even more than that? She's she's not that like. She she like the female Michael Jackson, like on her own. Like she can literally stop. Right, Carrie can't dance. Yeah, exactly. Like, he ain't seen no woman that through work, because she done worked on her shit. She done come a long way since Destiny Child where, <laughs> but like who can vocally go at a top 10 level, who can also dance at a top 10 level. Who can who has the charisma at a top ten level, and who has managed? What makes Beyonce special is she is scandal free, bro. Not a drug accusation, not an alcoholism thing, not a I smacked somebody in a hotel room with my phone because I was mad and like it's nothing. It's not a stain on her and. She picks the best beats. She picks the best writers. She has the best choreographers. She has the best, like, it's different with her, yo. Like, it's- and she can stop time. It's never gonna okay. be that because okay. the rest of them couldn't do that. Like- I'm gonna take it a different direction. Yeah, 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 it's tough, yo. She, she- I'm gonna take it a different direction. Now, with Beyonce being the Michael Jackson equivalent, would Michelle be Tito? <laughs> no, that's like or would she be Randy? Randy. Because she mm. they both got them moments where it was like, what the fuck? Or the or, other two, Latoya. Or would she be Latoya with that one hit wonder? Centipede. Centipede. I got you. She'd be Jermaine. He had that one-off album that did all right. I can see that. People fuck with it, had a hit off of it. People rock with it, but it was never like, like it was, it came and went. Didn't Jermaine and Michael had a beef? Didn't Jermaine, I think Jermaine and Michael had a beef one time. I got, I'm gonna look that up, man. And I, I think, yo, Michael is petty. Michael is petty as heck. Yeah, I think they were, I think they were beefing at one point before he before he passed. Yeah. All I know is he's she's definitely Jermaine. And Kelly would be maybe the Janet of the family, because like she's like she had a really big career too, but it just didn't stack up to the league. So what you about think she was overshadowed by Beyonce? Solange. Now that might be like like the Latoya. Okay. No, nah, I don't know. I think Latoya stand by herself. 
I think she was saying by her own, but she just didn't just didn't do what she was meant to do. You know, I think Beyonce. I think she got overshadowed got by her sister. Like if your sister is Beyonce, yeah. I mean, if your sister Beyonce, like motherfucker, like you got to be, goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Michelle ain't. Mm. Although her verse, I don't listen to him enough to say to you is my favorite verse on there. So I'll give. <laughs> I wonder if Latavia be oh, pissed man. off nowadays. Now you talking. Now you talking. Now you now you're going back to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. If Beyonce is the Michael Jackson, uh, the female Michael Jackson, is Rihanna Prince? Yep. Or who would be Prince? Because that's the Rihanna. only other person I could think of that could stack no, up. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say Rihanna because she doesn't have the body of work. She don't have the body of work oh, that Prince had. Because like, Prince was, even even though Michael Jackson had, Michael Jackson had everything, Prince had music. And Prince had, that that, that crowd want him too and people fame, but he still won't know Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't see, Chris I don't see no. He's talented Chris he, Chris, Chris Brown is Prince. As fuck. He got hits, but none of them hits are like breakthrough like Michael Jackson. Like Chris Brown got about as many albums as Beyonce. He's been around for a long time. He was a child star. He was he he can play shit. He can he can he's multi-talented like Prince was. He can play basketball. But the thing that separates him and keeps him from reaching where he yeah. should be is the fact he don't got that hit that's like god damn he don't got a thriller like Prince ain't got a thriller uh-huh. got some, like he's got some consistency like the motherfucker but he ain't got a thriller when dubs crap <sighs> yeah. yeah thriller was his own his own Phenomenon. Like everybody who was alive when Thriller came out, they can tell you where they was at when that shit came out. Indeed. And just like when I remember the time came out, I can tell you where I was at on Remember the Time came out. I can tell you that that was one of the first videos they played synonymously on BET and MTV at the same damn time. Because Michael Jackson is just that, that damn big. Everything stopped for him. If it was a music video channel, they played that video at the same damn time on every channel. I don't care what channel you turn to, it was on the same part of the video. Yeah, Prince was. Mm. I just wish they would make mm-hmm. a fighting game. CTV, he shut that Super Bowl down. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I wish they would make a fighting game like Def Jam Vendetta with like Prince and Michael Jackson and like other singers. Man, I tell you how hard Michael Jackson was. What singer you know got a video game? Moonwalker. Cool. Used to mm. waste my quarters on that game every time oh, I go to Walmart. That game mm. was hard as hell. Mm. Hell yeah. Mm. That in the X-Men game used to eat my motherfucking pockets up. Oh yeah, I used to mm. love you know I used to love that game, man. I never understood Nightcrawler's powers out there, but I used to <laughs> I used to everybody everybody powers. And then I just reverted back to Wolverine. 
I Wolverine go. power. There you go. Always Wolverine, man. Default go to man. And, and Magneto had the worst dialogue. He did. Welcome to die. <laughs> That's what he would say. To die. Welcome to die. We looking like what? 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 The what? You know Think what? you got that helmet on too tight. We're gonna come back when you don't when you when you don't got you some better writers. You know Jake not a mutant, right? You, you know he's not a never mind. Never mind. Just for the game. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. How is this magical? That game got me fucking insecure as hell about my gaming skills though, because it will kick my ass. Damn right. And speaking of insecurities, uh that's actually my topic for tonight. Um, I've been doing a lot of introspection. I've been watching a lot of manhood videos. And um, I was watching one on integrity and accountability. And it stood out to me, obviously, because, you know, that's something that's one of the, the, the pillars that we kind of preach here on the pod. And in talking about it, uh, one of the brothers, he was like a 60-year-old gentleman. And he was like, the biggest thing to becoming accountable as a man is to conquer your insecurities. And at first I was kind of like, like, cause he didn't really expound upon it past that. He kind of went upon making the rest of his overall point, but that stood out to me from it. And it made me kind of look at myself and do some introspection. So I wanted to bring a couple questions to y'all based around insecurities, man, and just kind of open up the dialogue and, and have a man talk around insecurities, man. Um, what are you guys' number one insecurity that you've overcome in your life since childhood? And if you've overcome it, what helped you to overcome it? I'll go first to kind of set the mood to, you know what I'm saying, kind of get y'all processing time. Um, I know for me, um, as a child, my biggest thing was um, fear of attachment because I always felt like people was going to abandon me. I always felt like I wasn't good enough or like I wasn't cool enough or I wasn't nice enough or I wasn't smart enough or funny enough or whatever the case was. I always felt like somebody was going to leave me. And I think it stands for, you know, like me always having that, uh, that issue and that 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 thing about my dad not being there, like why wasn't I good enough? And I think I transferred that off into like my everyday interaction. So like growing up, especially like uh, I would say like through elementary school all the way through maybe early high school, like I was really kind of always scared to really get too close to anybody because I always felt like, well, they ain't going to believe anyway, so I might as well just make sure I keep my distance so I don't get too attacked. And I feel like the good thing was I was always good at making attachments, so I, I ended up with a lot of friends, but the bad thing was I ended up kind of leaving a lot of friends in the wake. Like, I would just kind of move on like, oh, this is my friend. Yeah, let's get numbers. Like, man, we'll, yeah, man, we'll call each other, hang out. And then I just move on. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I, it was a lot of missed opportunities. Like, I don't know, I probably could have had instead of the six friends I got, I, I might have had nine. You know what I mean? But yeah, I feel like I left a lot on the table. And uh, the way I overcame uh, was actually, man, I feel like it, it wasn't so much as I consciously overcame it as I actually started to see from people that they wouldn't leave. Um, Like, 
I feel like in early high school, I started to like, like I had started making friends throughout middle school, but I feel like throughout early high school is like when our core, like, I guess hometown group started to really coalesce and like, um, started getting more in the extracurriculars, you know what I'm saying? Like me and Faith started like having a little bit of a, more of a name, you know what I mean? And, and throughout that, the crew that we was hanging with, I noticed like, you know, like it was a lot of shit that happened in like ninth and 10th grade. And throughout all of that shit, like everybody kind of stayed down and like nobody was like, oh, well fuck this group, I'm go hang with these guys over here. Nope, everybody still stayed tight. So it was like my first time in my life that I like gave people a chance and they didn't leave. You know what I mean? So I, I think that yeah. that kind of set the table for me to then be like, okay, to open up more bonds in like uh, college um, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that, that was one of my big <clears throat> So I'll go next. Um, well, I'll go earlier first and then I'll go later. And then I'll go now. Um, I'll say earlier growing up, I always felt like I didn't belong or didn't fit in. Um, and that stems from me always being a new kid, you feel me? Um, and private school, when I first moved to Georgia, I was a new kid. Um, when I left those schools and I went to public school in Georgia, I was a new kid. When I moved to Virginia and was dropped in Petersburg, I was a new kid. <laughs> when I left Petersburg and went to Hattrick, I was a new kid. So every few years, I was always a new kid. So I was always like, it's a whole brand new environment. Everything is different from Georgia kids to Virginia kids is different from private school kids to public school kids is different. So you're trying to always mesh in and trying to find your find your your place in this this little town, this little group. So you always felt like you the odd one out. And I don't really think I got over it till like later in life where I just had to realize it ain't about fitting in, it's about being the best me. You feel me? So Excuse me. Even as you know, my late teens feel the same. Feel the same way. Feel like you don't fit in because it's so many different groups. As you get older, people click up. You feel me? So you have the sports. You have the people, the smokers, the people that do this, people that go out. I was a real sheltered person. You feel me? My family sheltered me a lot, so I really didn't go out with so much. You feel me? So still in. Where do I fit in? But being sheltered gave you a lot of personal time and time to yourself to figure out. Hey, I really ain't got to fit in with everybody else. I'm happy with me. I'm happy with me. Everybody else is gonna be happy with me too. Shit, it ain't about me trying to fit in with them. If I'm cool enough with me, everybody else will be cool with me too. And that's just the mentality I have now. Like I'm a cool ass dude, and everybody know me. Know I'm a cool ass dude. So <laughs> that's just that. I mean, I carry myself in the way I carry myself. Everyone else, everyone else sees that. And it ain't about me trying to assimilate into a group just because this group is doing this, this group is doing this. I found the best me and me continue to do that is just held me up. Um, later on in life, uh, I felt that I would be alone, not as far as alone with no friends, alone in life without a partner. Um, I always felt that the person I love would always would leave me. Um, I got over that ironically or just whimsically, I should say, by watching old seventies movies. Um, I forgot what movie it was, but cool that dude said, hey, man, if she can leave you, she won't know yours. If somebody can take her, she won't know yours. And I had to think about it. If somebody takes something from me, damn it, I really don't possess it anyway. So shit, if you leave, you leave. And then later on in life, 
I found out a saying my great grandfather used to have. I used to didn't know your ass. So if I leave your ass and I don't know you again, am I gonna really be that bad off? And I have to realize like, I can't always worry about somebody leaving me. You feel me? Like if you leave, you leave. If you don't, you don't. And I had that mentality from, I say early college to late adulthood to I say before I got married, if I had that same mentality of always thinking, oh, somebody gonna leave, somebody gonna leave, oh, she gonna leave. It had to come into my own, to turn my own thoughts and just keep remembering what I learned. Like, if you leave, okay, you leave. Right. That don't really, like, does it really, really affect me that much? I came together with you, but at the end of the day, before you, I was still me. So, I think I got over that is as far as educating myself or being better to myself. I feel like if we strengthen, the more we strengthen ourselves on each level, we get over a little personal insecurities. Um, I'm awkward and weird as fuck. That was my, that, that's my childhood insecurity. I'm awkward and weird as fuck. In every situation, I'm awkward and weird as fuck. Um, when I was living in Portsmouth, mostly black surroundings or whatever, awkward, weird as fuck. There. You know what I'm saying? Um, white population, whatever, didn't fit there. And I was weird as fuck for a black guy. So, I mean, but after a while, I just got over it because I just realized I'm going to always be weird as fuck. There's, there's no change in it. I don't really have any quarrels with me being weird as fuck because that's me or whatever. And and I all at first I used to because like I just noticed that I think about shit that the normal kid at age five to eight shouldn't be thinking about, like or whatever. Like I look looked at you know was around my mom mostly alone all the time so I would just read her books and her textbooks and stuff like that and the science stuff and stuff like that and I just know that a normal kid doesn't really be thinking about fucking galaxies and shit like that and shit in dictionaries and what the fuck does juggernaut mean <laughs> oh, and things like that a galactic pet mm-hmm. and uh, man I, I just it, that's just one of those things and then just after a while it's like especially after high school going into college or whatever in college you meet all kinds of people and y'all um <laughs> and i it, it just came to a point where people started liking me because i am weird and i or whatever and they my randomness entertained their shit and Got cool with that, and I just overcame that pretty much. But it's probably some other insecurities too. Yeah. Oh, I got another one. I got another one. Um, Being dark skinned always affected me a lot when I was younger. You feel me? Like, I always felt because I'm I'm of the darker, darker even. And most people I know, like, even if y'all know my family, I'm the darkest person in my entire family. Like, if we take a family photo, you'll see me before you see anybody else because I'm the darkest in my entire family. Even I always felt like there was something about that. I always felt odd or off 
because I don't feel I felt like I didn't belong or it's just something about my skin tone that was off and growing up like in the places I grew up before I came like before I came to Virginia it's just a big color it was a big color thing the light skin the lighter hues it talk about you African Buddhist right because you black you darker if it like would call you names and stuff like that as you get older it, it don't you really don't deal with it as much in school because you got more uh, um how can I say it? you got a kaleidoscope of different hues so everyone's not as everyone's more abreast to seeing darker hues on a, on a, a, a higher scale but when it's just you you feel me like that makes you look at yourself a certain way like damn why I gotta be this color why I gotta be though so dark why couldn't I be light-skinned? Recently, I just started looking at myself like, I ain't gonna say recently. In the past, I say 15 years. Looked at myself like, man, I, I was created by God, whatever color I am, the hue I am. I'm perfect in my own skin. He made me in his resemblance. He made me how I want, how he wanted to be. I ain't meant to be that. I'm meant to want, I'm meant to be able to be good in the light in the sun, in the sun for a longer amount of time than somebody else. I'm meant to. I'm meant to be this. You feel me? As dark and sexy as I am, I'm. I'm meant to be that. They made the same the black and the bear for me. <laughs> I embodied all that. You feel me? Like it, it was about a, a point of self confidence. I had to get myself to a point where I saw myself as quote unquote beautiful. Um. Even if I see myself with my family now and take a family picture, I don't see myself as the odd man out. I still see myself while I see everybody else because I'm still going to be the darkest person in the family. But I don't feel awkward and all that no more. You feel me? Like, I don't look at the skin tone thing and be like, hmm, that's a big thing for me because it's nothing to me now because it's, it's not even a second thought. But it was an insecurity at one, one time before. No, that makes sense. I, I think that, you know, a lot of people can struggle with the, the color thing or the looks thing in general or something about their appearance that you know what i mean don't sit well with them i think that's why we see that rise in the bbl and the, the plastic surgery and body sculpt and you know what i mean all of these different things to make us try to look different than what we actually do you know what i mean instead of embracing what we do um i guess that kind of leads us into you know to, to today like we talked about kind of the ones we got over, but like, are there any that y'all as adults have now, whether they be ones that have come with you from childhood or ones that developed since you've been an adult that you are still working to overcome? Um, yeah, I would say yeah, but I, I constantly, like, I, I have two people I look at when I start to feel bad about myself as far as I don't think I'm as how can I phrase it? Excuse me. Sometimes when I view myself, I don't say, I don't think I'm at the point where I should be in my life. I think a lot of people feel that way about themselves. And I always like, where at my age, I feel I should be a lot further. And I base it on things that really are superficial at the end of the day. But to keep myself grounded, I look at Steve Harvey and I look at Samuel L. Jackson. Motherfuckers ain't make it to their damn in their 40s. You feel me? Samuel ain't make his big break to his damn near 44. Steve Harvey ain't really do shit. He was 37, 38, almost 39. So, fuck it. I keep myself grounded like that. You feel me? I look at people who are, I look to be good achievers now, right now, 2022, at their ages, and when that progression started. 
did not keep myself grounded because I and at the end of the day, just like I always say, I can't. I try not to. What's the word I'm looking for? Equate my success based on someone else's, but it's just reality. We all do it sometimes. It's just like we. It's just reality. We're human. We always look at someone else like, damn, why can't I? Or why I should be? Or right. but at the end of the day, my level and my pace is my level and my pace, and I understand that more by looking at other men. And they level and they pace and they progression at their age now. The motherfuckers in their sixties, almost seventy. You ain't had your money for sixty, seventy years. You only had your money for twenty, thirty years. You feel me? And twenty, thirty years, I still won't be where you at now. So cool. I got time. So I just put myself back in focus. Ain't no need to rush. Continue to pace yourself. Put more work in to and keep focus. But don't get, don't, don't worry. Don't be led astray by the struggle you face. Pat, did you want to go next or are you still processing? My, my pretty much the same. Um, my where I want to be and where I thought I would be is not where I'm at right now, but I'm I'm still I'm still working on me and I'm still putting things out there. Another, I would say, one of those main things, one of those things that I actually overcome as a from being younger is helping me be better as a person now as I used to be when I was younger because I'm skinny and everything think I wasn't tough enough or whatever so sometimes I would end up doing stupid shit or getting into stupid shit that would have me in some stupid shit and I pay for it at the end pretty much uh so long story short just looking at that and then just looking at it like I I am doing better, making better choices, you know, working on my time management, working on like realizing how much time I have in between the day to do certain things like this. And then me, well, my next plan is just figuring out what is the skill I can use to move around with. That is my next thing that I'm working on pretty much. What I can use in between, I I done randomly just figured out video editing. I can figure something else out. Now I just got to figure out what's that one thing so I can move or whatever. So that's that's one of the things. Yeah, if I answer any of the questions, <laughs> I got another one. I got another one. So. Just, I think this would be my biggest one, and I, and I think I deal with this on a daily basis. Well, not daily. I say weekly basis. Um, am I as good as a father as I can be or or should be? Um, I, I find myself double-guessing decisions I make um, on discipline, on, on, on lessons I want taught, on, on things that, or time spent or decisions on either going to work or not going to work. I want to spend time here and trying to balance that between work and life. Um, I feel like I've made mistakes, but I feel like every parent makes mistakes because there's no book on parenting. That's how you become a better parent by, by making mistakes, but realizing what mistakes you have made. Um, I feel like earlier with my, my oldest child, I spent more time at work trying to provide, provide, provide instead of providing time where I missed birthdays and shit that I can't get back but realizing that I switched it up so with my two youngest I give time 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 you feel me 
and it's more of a trying to have a balance between work and home now. And I like what I got, but it still puts me in a part. My mindset, I could be doing more providing, but that's going to give me less time and, and less here. But I don't know if that's me thinking, okay, I didn't have no time at all with my dad, and I know I wanted time. So is that's why I'm giving more and more time, or is that in 2022, we realize kids need more time than more money, over more money and more material things. So it leaves me thinking, okay, just as a parent and as a father, what, like, am I, you feel me? Like, it just leaves you there, that, that, that crossroads, not knowing. But at the end of the day, everyone who sees me or knows me to be a father always compliments me and says, okay, I'm a good dad. I do what I need to do. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad the outside looking in has those compliments, but on the inside looking out, that's what my struggle is. So that's something I deal with. Uh, I think I that's a, that's a segue into mine then, because that's actually my my and I guess it's a double one, um, because by proxy of being uh, various about my parenthood, um, I'm also very insecure about my uh me as a husband um and not so much on the larger things like i feel like you know what i'm saying like the larger things i'm good at but the small day-to-day things like that i'm probably here as a dad too is like um i can find myself being very like i'm an introvert so i can find myself with that and anxiety i can find myself like kind of going within myself even in even when I'm in a group setting. Mm-hmm. And that's cool for me, but I'm working on it now, but I feel like I wonder how much damage have I done already to both? You know what I'm saying? Because like I feel like that's a lot of isolated moments that both my son and my wife have had to have because, because I haven't been as open and engaged as I should have been, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, I'm, I've been working on it now for, you know, some months, but we talking seven years. Uh-huh. And, and we talking, you know what I mean? 16 years I've been with my wife. So, like, how much have I missed? How much have I pushed away? How much have I damaged bonds that could have been strengthened? How much, like, and, and how much have I broken? Like, how much has that affected my, my son already without me knowing? And the scary part is, I think, is because I, I really don't know, because it's like both of them take time to tell. Like, I, I won't know how much I've broken my marriage until 10 years from now and I'm still together or I'm not. I won't know how much I've broken my son until 10 years from now when he's, you know, in high school and I see kind of the person he's turned out to be. And, and I can, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like living a every day in constant fear that I, you second guess everything and, and I have moments, you know what I'm saying, like with the discipline, like Faye said, we're like, all right, am I being too hard in this moment or am I being too easy? What's actually the thing that's going to make him the best? What's going to actually make him get these lessons? What's going to actually make him grow? Is this actually normal for him as a kid or is this because Mm -hmm. I'm being too lenient or because I'm being too hard? Like, uh, you know what I mean? And and it's like, it's like I overanalyze every step. And yeah. So, so I feel like sometimes it leaves me being frozen because I'm so busy thinking about 
the possible outcome that I end up not making a move at all. And, and yeah, so I think I think I have that same problem. I'm I'm working through it, you know what I mean, and I, and I think I'm working through it by just being more intentional. Like for a long time, I think the biggest issue was is that I wasn't aware that it was happening. I'm thinking, you know, I'm providing, I'm I'm here every day. I'm not tipping out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing with my son. You know, I, I'm here, so I'm thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But you know, what I mean, I forget that like I could be here and not have been here. So it's like now that I'm aware, I'm able to kind of catch myself in moments and take the feedback when I'm being called out on it by, by either one of them, you know what I mean? But it's always that lingering thing of like, what did, did I, is it too little too late? Did I fuck something up too bad already? Is You know what I mean? As I sit back and look at it, I think it's like a mark of a good parent though, that eat to even double think your decisions because in essence, even like I feel like just most adults, parents and parents especially, they think what they do is always right. But to have an essence to double think yourself, that that's making it even better because you realize you hold a role and a position, not only of power <clears throat> and guidance, but of something totally even more than that. You feel me? That you know that your decision is way that that have that much strength and power on those those individuals around you. So I feel that to have the acknowledgement or to even have the ability to double guess it and want to make sure you make uh, uh, the best decision makes you a better parent and that role you take in, that's that's the challenge, you feel me? Like that initial double guess, if if you can even double guess yourself and bring yourself to the point where, did I make the right decision as a parent? And that parenting choice, not just an outside adult life choice, because we all do that on our adult life. Cool. Damn it, did I do the right thing? But in the parenting essence, we always think that was the right thing. I'm the, I'm the parent. But if you can double guess that and check yourself and have the ability to check yourself, I think that's your, you taking the next step to the higher level of parenting. Everything you feel on that journey, I feel that's what we're feeling now. <laughs> that's real. It, it was something you said earlier where, um, you will say you you'll be in your thoughts so much that you become inactive and get stuck in your thoughts pretty much. And I, I suffer through the same thing, overthinking choice paralysis. Yes, that 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 I don't know if that's a real is that a real term? I have no idea, but it fits. <laughs> that's the term for today. That's 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 the exact thing or whatever. It's just like you overthink situations so much that you just become stuck and then you realize you're stuck. I I try to overcome it by, because um, when you're in that mode and you start overthinking, it's easy to sink into that realm of depression and, and shit like that. So I, I, I find myself catching myself doing that and I'll just go do something. I'll just, I'll just go do something right then and there. If I just drive around, whatever, Whatever I need to do, I need to block my my brain from overthinking because I have found myself that it's like, I don't know, it's like a feeling you have when you get to a point of overthinking and it's like you almost feel sick. And it's like, I because you because you feel like mm. a bunch of shit It's like you still like, all right, God damn it. What is the right decision? And then you start mm-hmm. the urgency of the moment and then you start to 
feel guilty that you're not doing nothing. And then yeah. you feel fucked up about that. So you start focusing on how bad you feel that you're not doing nothing instead of actually mm-hmm. doing something. And then you feel bad that you let yourself get there and then mm-hmm. like a loop. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's like a vicious, it's like a black hole of just random thoughts of just sinking you in further and further. Pause just in case that's a pause moment. But it just, you know, it seemed like you falling in almost, but I'll use that and I'll just, um, I'll just go do something just to keep myself from getting in that mode because I'll feel it coming and like I'll feel that, that weird, eerie feeling coming up and I'm like, all right, I just got to go. I don't care what time of the day, night. All right, now go on now, Philly. Yeah, just got to go. We're going to do something. Gotta go right now. Mm-hmm. Feel like that to was- South Carolina with you. Oh. Yes, to South Carolina with you, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts. The voices. Fuck out of here, thoughts. Fuck out of here, thoughts. <laughs> That those type of thoughts, face. <laughs> well, they can get the fuck out of here too. I'm married. <laughs> oh wait, thoughts. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, good enough time is any. Ellis? What time? Oh, man. I, I ain't insecure about knowing the time. It's what time is it, Pat? It just happens to be 1027 in the Eastern Standard Time. But according to this document here, it's time for the good and fucker. Good and fucker. Episode Good and 82. Yeah. Episode, episode year before all of us were born. 82. Good and fuckery. Yes, sir. So yeah, let's just uh let's just get into the good and fuckery, man, because this this is some random, this is some random shit. All right. Um, so I found this story in the internet, and it's uh it's about an elephant. An elephant that had a vendetta against a woman. An elephant kills woman and returns to her funeral to attack her corpse. This is a real thing. This is actually mm. what actually happened <laughs> in the world. Elephant says, mm. kill you, then I'm going to show up and kill you again? Mm-hmm. What did this lady do? Did you that's what, that's the, that's the like, first thing I thought. How did but, you get an elephant that angry at you? Elephant never forgets. How are you interacting with this elephant in the first place? In the wrong damn way. Says uh, 68-year-old woman in India, Maya Murmu. Oh, Lord. 
She was collecting water in the Raipai village located in the Mayuri Banja. It's M-A-Y-U-R-B-H-A-N-J. There is no way in oh, heaven I'm, I'm going to be able to, to pronounce that. that. I appreciate that. That is no way I won't be able to pronounce that. But um, I, I apologize and no disrespect to that area. District of Odisha, India, where a herd of elephants came her way. That's when she tried to flee, but one of the elephants rushed toward Murmu and trampled her. In times of India, Murmu, M-U-R-M-U. Murmu, Maya Murmu. From the Rapai village. Maya Murmu in the Maya Banj district of Odisha, India. Mm -hmm. On on June 9th, the herd attacked the village again and she was being taken for cremation that same evening. Murmu sounds like what the elephant did to her. Mm -hmm. Boy, he murmured the shit out of her. I'm wondering it. I mean, did she do something in the past and he remembered that shit? Because you know the elephants never forget. Was the elephant Dumbo? You know, them little kids did fuck with him when he when they were little. No, I don't think it was a girl. I think it was Dumbo. The elephant might have been reincarnated from somebody else that had a vendetta on her ass. Yeah, that is true. They do believe in that. Hold you, I was gonna get your ass. Oh god, she told you. School came back and beat the shit out of her as an elephant. I told you I was gonna get your ass. You gonna take all this trunk, bitch? The elephant never forgets y'all. Remember that. She gonna take all that trunk. (laughs) (laughs) I'll touch you to death. <laughs> Take these tusks and murmur the fuck out of you. Oh, I ain't gonna give me that tusk. Oh, leather. <laughs> oh, shit. Love. Give me, give me, give me that tusk and love. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. Pat Warren Tusk. Oh, shit. Show so you the real meaning of Ebony. Forgive, Forgive us, please. <sighs> oh geez all right so more in the animal kingdom oh man this this is ridiculous monkey and bulletproof vest found dead in mexico after a bloody cartel shootout what? a spider monkey wearing a bulletproof vest and, <laughs> and other oh, body yeah. armor was found oh, yeah. dead following a shootout between police and a drug cartel in mexico everything I can believe it. Everything. I can believe it. It's everything. I believe it. They be training them. They they use them down there for like drug music shit. Y'all see Hangover? Yeah. Y'all see Hangover? Yeah. I don't. I don't doubt that shit. I I can see that. I can. I can see it. You know, a little a little two guns on and shit. They probably trying. They got to shoot. They probably trying to learn. They got to shoot too. I just shot his ass myself. The monkey, which authorities believe belonged to a cartel group member, was killed during a shootout on Tuesday in Tezcatlan. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. T e x c a l t i t l a n. A town. Yeah, see that that one. A town roughly sixty-three miles southwest 
of Mexico City. Tenochtitlan? Yeah, Tex Texcoctitlan. Yeah, that. All right. Mm-hmm. That place. South Mexico. So this is my thing. South of Mexico City. Why wouldn't they shoot a monkey down there? Monkeys ain't, ain't, ain't it ain't natural for monkeys to just be down there, is it? Man, here's my thing. They shoot people down there. Why would they not shoot a monkey? A monkey is the smallest. They would shoot a monkey very quick. Like this is cartel country we talking about. Anything goes down there. The autopsy is going to be carried out um, by a veterinarian uh, specialized in the species. The state of Mexico. What's going on with animals right now, man? They're getting smart, man. They've been smart. This. They are being smart. They mad. The fuck? We got ladies mm-hmm. in Bermuda in India. Battle monkeys going ham bone in, in Mexico. Like, what the fuck is going on with these animals? Mm-hmm. The earth is rebelling. My animal's good. <laughs> Along alongside that uh spider monkey's death, uh it was eleven gang members who was reportedly attacked local security forces. In the state of Mexico, municipal—I don't even know what it says. There you go, boom. Uh, and the shootout ensued. Seven gang members were arrested, and some also sustained injuries. And uh, yeah, rest in peace to the spider monkey that was going hard in these uh, streets of Mexico. They gonna—they gonna your tongue and teeth really. They fought a valiant fight through that one, didn't they, boy? <laughs> you need the Cliff Notes versions, boy. You were saying <laughs> for a minute there, man. <laughs> You've been taking the land tonight. What the hell going on, baby? <laughs> I'm hungry. Huh? That's Your mouth sleepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mason Bethel. Mason Bethel. And we're gonna rise, rise to the top. <laughs> oh man! Well, well, if you don't know, so. Someone who rose to the top of, of sports entertainment is actually stepping down because of investigations. Uh, Vince McMahon is stepping down from the WWE CEO role due to investigations about affair. And that's the, the details haven't fully came out yet, but uh, the man has men and women with sexual allegations against him. He has allegations of like poor usage of the wellness policy allowing people to do drugs there like it was bound some bound to get it it's, i'm surprised this been going on like the 80s skipping along scot-free this long it's been going on for decades like, since the inception of this motherfucker taking over territories he has been embroiled in one scandal after the next like his wife couldn't even in his seat fucking around with him so like i'm not surprised because because people also having that back mindset that wrestling is fake and it's all a story. So 
I think that's part of it, but it's also money. The body slam and lawyers. He's fucked. He's fucked. It, it's too many people. It's obvious you had, uh, you had an affair while your wife was catatonic on screen. You could say it was a storyline, nigga, but you was a at the you same went with time this? you was getting He's a method actor from them same ladies saying that you was doing shit. So like, come on, bro. It's a method actor. Once again, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Weinstein him. Not surprised at all. Crooked old man with too much power. Mm -hmm. That part. Maybe the wrestling events would get a little better because they've been kind of stale the past couple of years. They so. ain't because he didn't gave over control to Stephanie ass. If he had a gave it to Triple H, I would have gave it a chance, but he gave it to Stephanie. She didn't want to watch the fucking brand new mentality in there. I don't even. Yeah. I grew up watching that shit, and I don't even. I know when it come on, and I purposely don't turn to the channel because I don't want to even watch that shit. Because it, it, if I, I happen, I can put shit down. Watch AW, or I go on the uh, Peacock and watch the old wrestling shit. That's one of the reasons why That's I, I usually do. Started watching <clears throat> MMA. I started watching MMA because wrestling was like, man, I can't take this shit no more. Called him MMA one time. I was like, hold up, just start following more. Got deeper and deeper in that shit. Now I'm in the, the, the bare knuckle shit, the MMA shit. Fuck the wrestling right now. Like, fuck wrestling. I'm with that other shit. Technical difficulty. The ghost of wrestling came over there and slammed this shit out your shit. Like, nigga, don't be talking about wrestling. The MMA back me up. Still in your heart, nigga. It's still in your heart. Remember. Remember us. We just going through hard times. Remember. Hard times. Hard times. Hard times. Hard times, baby. Hard times and Dusty Rhodes and theme hard times, baby. And the theme hard times, Ric Flair. You put the work, you put the country to hard times when you took mm. Dusty Rhodes out. And I'm coming for you. Uh-oh. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell the Dusty Rhodes was done for time. the country. That nigga list all through that. Well, I know that cameraman was fit, fit. Well, I know he was wet as fuck. Man, this shit. Like, God, I'm damn, still trying Justin. to figure out you what political moves. <laughs> this nigga done, done this and that me suffering sucker task me all the way to fucking I need an umbrella. Because Dusty Rose lost his championship, the world is going through recession. And he kept hitting that damn S in times, boy. Times. Damn. Times hard times, baby. Hard times. Well, they know there's more than one. Boy, I tell you, man. But that motherfucker. Multiple heart. Give him up, man. I'm telling you. I, uh, good old. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know, you know, I like to mix the good stuff in with the fuckery. So back to the fuckery. I'm in jail. Um, here's some quick fuckery because I am not going to take too long on this, pretty much. Uh, China, uh, China had a telescope. Um, thought they were talking to maybe an alien civilization because the frequency was, how you say, to the frequency was at a level where you would expect something sentient to make that frequency, like a radio wave. Korea? Yeah. No, it was China. It was, it was China. But um, 
Some other scientists said that mm, that was some bullshit. So yeah, when no aliens yet. Korea. No, it was it was it, was, it might have been talking about Korea, but they they said it was telescopes. I was like, what the fuck said. Kim have done now? Kim to put some shit up there. The scramble they shit. He over there fucking with them. You know, Kim, Kim that motherfucker, he like a he like a little kid. He just sit around and look for shit to fuck with. Most of these oh. dictators are. Hmm, what'd I do today? Hmm. How old is that nigga? I know rocket. I should be in the sixties, ain't it? Kim John Who's sixty seven? Mm. Kim Jong Young. He's 38. He age. Oh damn. Oh yeah, that was yeah, he young. Oh, younger than us. He's 1984. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Why he <laughs> He's making us look bad, man. When they talk about millennials and then here he comes. They already talk about us like we ain't shit. God damn it. Tell me you nine. God damn it. Uh, Don't hang with me. I, I ain't claiming him. I, I'm not even from that same hemisphere. <laughs> not even supposed to be in this hemisphere. I ain't claiming him. You know what? The environment made you the way you are. It's a rule where you can't leave no country, nowhere in the world, unless you are at least five foot ten. I feel like I feel like all them little five foot three motherfuckers just be mad because they little. Like ain't ain't all fault you short, nigga. We ain't how you blame your daddy. You going around doing dumb shit. Just bored. Stealing a bunch of money, then buying stupid shit to do it. Get this telescope and talk to nobody. And lie. Try to go sit down. Sit down somewhere. Sit your at. You done caused enough shit. Sit down. That's like half the earth, because there's a lot of people that short. Don't mess with no telescopes, no orthoscopes, no stethoscopes, no rendoscopes, no colonoscopies, no no kind of nothing. Just sit down. Sit your ass down as a as a collective people. Sit down. Sit down. Sit the fuck down, bro. Sit down. Like, the fuck People overseas, man, they just be bored. Like, so let's go just fuck around and do dumb shit. What we got in our arsenal? Oh, we, we got this old telescope. Let's think of something to do. Let's get ourselves in the headline. We ain't, we ain't been in the headline in a week. We know you over there, town. We see you. Like, you want to do something. Stop your carbon emission. Stop fucking over your your citizens. What is it? Uh, is it is it Hong Kong? Let Hong Kong be. Well, what they call stop buying up Africa. Tibet. Whatever country it is that they won't let be free, let them be free. It's probably a couple uh, Taiwan because they be fucking around with folk. Whoever it is, let them be free. Like sit down somewhere. I'm all sick of like that's what that's what the problem is, man. Everybody just need to sit the fuck down for a minute. Just sit down. Um, well, now that you brought that up, uh so two people I I'm saying let them be free because they about to sit down somewhere for a very, very long time. Uh is 24-year-old Rashawn Griffith and 21-year-old Devon Drumgold. Rashawn Griffith. Both of no Griffith. 
Griffith. Griffith. <laughs> Why you say his name like that, man? Because I always, Long every time I see that name, I always, it sounds like it's supposed that, to be that said like that. 65 year old deacon. Griffith. Come, come here, come yeah. here, little Griffith. I, I got something for you. Come, come here. Take, take this chain here. Go get your soda. Get your pop. But this this is the reason why I say free, though. You know, because some heroes don't always wear capes. And I'm going to, in this time where there's high gas prices, just running rampant and destroying lives throughout the nation, these freedom fighters chose to fight back. They chose to fight back. Yes. Um, so let me start it off. On June 14th, officers from the Virginia Beach Police Department responded to the 1400 block of North Great Neck Road for suspicious activity at a Sitco gas station that was closed at the time. Officers observed numerous vehicles and individuals congregating on the property, pumping gasoline and minding their own damn business. I added that part. I, I added that part. Um, during the officers' preliminary investigations, it was determined that the devices were used, being used to illegally access gas pumps. Individuals were, yes, yes. Individuals were then selling the gasoline at a discounted rate through a phone application. Cash app. And had advertised the operation on social media. It was determined that the thousands of dollars worth of gasoline was stolen from the business over several days. The suspects were identified. Well, y'all, I, I, I identified them, but free them. Free them. They're free to fight. Robin Hood. Free Robin them. And somebody give them a job. Yes. They yes. know what to do. If you got that kind of ingenuity to come up with all of that and to be successful yes. at it, Man, yo, I'm a, I'm a I'm, people do crimes like this that don't actually hurt anybody. Get them a job. They smart enough to do that, man. They can help you with their security and help help you to figure out figure out how to stop other people from doing this shit. They could come up with a device to help you to uh kind of streamline your payment for receiving payments for gas, like some, but they got it. Shit, Some clever fuckers. There are useful things to do with educated individuals like that. Ingenuity. I hate to say it. Nobody ever prospers from helping people. At all. You got to do some fucked up shit in there. See, they had to been selfish and just kept the gas to themselves. And they kept, like, it was just them and their family for a while. Nobody would have paid it no mind. But because they help folks, some hating ass nigga who missed the day when they did it. And yep. oh, I ain't getting none. Well, fuck them. I'm gonna tell. I'm finna drop a dime on them niggas. I don't like mm -hmm. it. Fucking mm -hmm. Eating a banana on belly. Ass niggas. Drop them on them. Fuck that. Probably exactly what happened. You tell me that you got some shit like that going. Hey man, I'm mad. I missed it. Let me. How can I help you to keep it concealed? Yo, I'm mad. I missed it because that's in Virginia Beach. There ain't nothing but a hop, skip, and a jump. Shit pissed me off. I was just there. I was just up there. 
Mm-hmm. I could have I used a refill on the way back down. Yeah, it was June 14th. Y'all gas hot right? in the 440s, y'all. y'all I can't down there. That shit got disrespectful and soft. I started seeing 460s and shit. I'm like, what? Yeah, my nigga, yeah. Nigga, what the fuck wrong with y'all? Yeah, when I was driving back that jump, yo, on the drive back, it was- I'd be on one of them scooter bikes, the little Ray J bikes. When I came down there, it was, the highest was 440. When I was at South Carolina, I stopped from gas, it was 409 there. And I gas fuck up or whatever. And I was good. I missed that. Pretty much. But goddamn. Yeah, boy, it was all, it was 440. And y'all, everywhere I went, it was four. It was even. It wasn't even four forty. It was like four sixty eight and uh, four seventy. It's four. It was four eighty five. It's four eighty five and four ninety five up here. In some places, luckily I'm near one that's like four seventy something. Don't be in those. I, I'm in the country, so everything in the four forties around here. Yeah, right, right, right. That's how, I yeah. it. That's how it is out here. Yo, um, people that is that is in the Virginia area or anywhere near 7-Eleven, if you got that rewards card thing, if you put your number in at the gas tank, they take three cents off. I know it's three cents, Ain't but every cent count. Eight with Kroger. Get you a Kroger card and go to get the gas from them. I'm telling you. Get that 10 cent off or that extra bonus when you got to uh, save up your little change from your, your purchases. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, man, get that gas. So, um, on my last last one, um, which is it's kind of funny because I was actually uh went to my um local dentist last week, not too long ago myself, and um, but this dentist, I I feel like I'm going worldwide. This good and fuckery. I feel, this, I feel like this is an international fuckery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's international because not all fuckery is in Florida, but majority is it is is in Florida. Fuckery go global. Yes, this time we're going to Brazil. Brazil, Brazil. So, um, man destroys a dental office in Brazil because dentist implanted a chip in his wife's mouth pause not really pause because it's the wife (laughs) (laughs) he implanted a what and where they thought that he put a microchip in the molar of the wife um when she was getting a checkup and he know what happened to molar Oh, he deposited something now. He uh well, yeah, it's video of him wilding out uh and, and everything. Wait, he says, uh Kenya these names, these names, these names. <laughs> Kenya Aparacita. 27 and her 31 year old partner showed up requesting to see a dentist Wednesday in um, 2019 I started treatment at the clinic through an agreement told um, a news she told a news outlet I had two wisdom teeth extracted without my 
authorization, they implanted a chip in my mouth and, li and listened to my conversations. But my husband saw that it was in the mouth and the dentist doesn't want to take it out. <laughs> Kenya shouts at the dental office employee while her husband removes a computer screen doing an argument at the Bilo Horizonte Clinic See, on Wednesday. I don't like, this is why I don't like shit where they put you to sleep. Because like, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. No. Oh, man. No. Kenya subsequently approached the desk to argue. Shit out that was supposed to be there and to put in some shit that ain't. What is he said? Uh, while she was carrying her child, her husband proceeded to punch a second computer screen, slamming it to the floor. Tell you what, yeah, he was wilding. Oh man, he was wilding. This Look at this. Lost his crown because he couldn't get to the root of the problem, <laughs> <laughs> and that's no cap. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see. I see what you did there. Oh, I'm good. Uh, bad joke, nigga. He make funny. He make a funny joke. He did. He said it. Told me that joke. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> He really, that doctor sneak his teeth into his work. Some mm. other shit into that lady's mouth. Nick Cannon. What? Mm. Nick Cannon put his dick in her mouth too? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, what? He's, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised. He's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he's carrying babies everywhere. God damn it. Babies on babies on babies on babies on babies. Oh my god, every week. I enjoyed that international fuckery, Pat. Thank you. Mm. All right, yes. Mm. We bring fuckery from all across the globe. Yes, on two, fuckery. Yes. Now, now with the end of the brings brings another topic. Um, want to bring colorism to the stage. Uh, been watching a lot of shit, reality shows, and different documentaries, and just different cultural shit because it's, the topic is viewed different in different black cultures. Um, the Caribbean, Africa, and American, all the African cultures, we, we view colorism differently. Um, America, you know, we got a real, surreal bad stigma on light, um, like bleaching your skin and stuff like that if you're a black person. But in other communities and cultures, it's not. I mean, like it's almost seen as normal in some stages in some communities, um, but we still shun it. Um, Want to bring a couple of things to the stage and give you a couple of opinions. So uh, first, like in our communities and other communities, uh, I see uh, it may not be on a consistent stage that is publicized, but it's I see it. And I've seen it personally. I've seen it just 
daily living. We see it in the media too, and his own shit on TV. Um, different complexions are treated differently. Why? Um, another thing, uh, where did the shit start? And the main thing I want to know is like, is this one of the reasons why the black community can't unite together and be stronger? Oh, I love this one. Um, I actually was talking to Pook about this one the other day, uh, based off of that saucy Santana debacle. Uh, mm. Had no idea who the hell Saucy Santana was until this, but I guess he said something. What is that? Uh, he said he? He's, uh, he's a celebrity you learn by mistake. That hangs oh, with, cool. uh, I guess he be with the city girls, or he part okay. of the collective or whatever, but apparently yeah, but... he said something about like comparing Northwest to Blue Ivy when they were kids, or they were babies, and was like, uh, Northwest was like looking so much better than Blue Ivy, and it sparked a colorism conversation. So I kind of got into this color conversation with uh, Pook based on this. So I, I think it comes from um, if you're looking at the the original place it comes from. I think you go all the way into not necessarily tribalism, but uh, early nationalism. So when people were still you know, I mean, like ancient times, maybe early Greek times, times like this, where you had a lot of people mixing together through trade routes and people would be identified as a certain type of a person, like, or as coming from a certain area just off their hue. Even if that they may not be from that exact tribe, they would kind of lump people in based off a of certain like physical characteristics. So I think it starts there, but I think it gets to where you're talking about where we got like self hate and all that. I think that comes straight from slavery. Like, will it let? Like, if you look at it before that time, before the the slave trade, you have most peoples being divided or being uh, disliking each other based off of territory, money, trade, um, like more superficial things. It starts getting into like physical characteristics and who people are when you get Europeans starting to try to justify why they were going to be able to enslave these Africans who they had once done peaceful trade with and had normal relations with. So um, I think it starts there. And then when you go into, you know what I mean, post-slavery, you have a mass group of millions of people mm -hmm. up until that point from from for many of them at that point, mo many of them had been born into the slavery system, even if they were a free black person in America at the time, they were still born into a system where slavery was normalized. So you have a system where from your birth, everything in society, even if you don't necessarily believe it, it's ingrained in you from birth that you are an inferior race. And the closer you are to looking like African, the more you are seen as inferior. So it became important for mixed race people to then, because of the persecution on Africans, to then start hiding their race and to start trying to pass and to start like, if I'm already light-skinned, I might wear my hair in a, in a Caucasian style and dress that way to make sure that people think that that's what I am when they first look at Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think you get into it in that. And, and when you have that start, 
then you become you 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 get the real genesis of like the self hate because now you're looking at a darker group of people who are seeing their lighter skinned family members passing and getting special treatment and different preferential treatments because of this. Yeah. Resentment builds up over time where in anything, if you got two siblings and you kind of keep showing one favoritism, one of them is going, the other one is going to build up a resentment. If you got two basketball players and they both good, but you keep on favoring this one and giving him all the playing time, that other one going to form resentment. So I think it's like over time, the darker hued brothers and sisters started to form a resentment to the treatment that the lighter hued people that were, that were passing were getting. And by proxy, you start to treat them worse. You start to, you know what I'm saying? Look at them as like, oh, you're doing that to try to be better than what you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that. I don't get that. So bump you. And then that's when you have the back and forth because now those same light skin or lighter hue brothers and sisters that are getting like kind of ostracized from their own people. Now they're forming a resentment because now they're left kind of in limbo where the whites don't want them, but their own people don't want them. So now they're resenting other people. So it just kind of forms that like weird dichotomy of the house Negro versus the field Negro. But again, it all starts back when if I'm justifying to a whole group of people that, hey, these people are inferior and I keep on ingraining that in generations, then over time, even that group of people is going to believe it. Yeah. Oh, damn, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I think that, but I think we coming to a point where that's not going to matter too much no more, so I don't think it's going to keep stopping us from getting together because if you look at the way the world is going, mm-hmm. outside of America even, more mm-hmm. more racial and national boundaries are being dropped and religious boundaries are being dropped for just people going for who they're into. So you're seeing more of a like a generation. They talk about it all the time, but if you really look at it, this is what you see, a generation of kids that you can't really all tell them apart like it's harder to tell an italian girl from a persian girl from an armenian girl from a light-skinned black girl that's just mixed black and white from uh like it's so much intermingling now that you're getting to a point where people are starting to kind of have similar features across racial boundaries so when you if we keep going in that direction, it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna have to be something else that if you want to be separate, it's gonna have to be something else that do it because it's gonna be harder to say, well, you light skin, well, we all kind of light skin, we all kind of caramel. <laughs> you look like me. Fuck, we got the same hair type, we got the same, same, you know what I'm saying, eyebrows. So <laughs> what we do? And, that, and that's when the aliens come. I mean, shit, I hope we do get to that point. If I'm like, with the and colors, and shit. I, that point too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind shit in my lifetime. Um, but on the colorism shit, uh, that shit should end, man. Like, I, I see the progression in the kids these days as far as the mixing and intermingling with races and everything else. I, I hope it gets to a point where there is, like, you can look at people and be like, that, that question on an application where race might well take that shit off because. It, it's so oh, oh, it, it's so oblivious. The, the question is like, why? Yeah, I can't figure it out. You, you so shit. Oh well, it should be that intermingled. 
Like th- this shit don't matter. If you're like whatever your hue is, fuck it. At the end of the day, you you people keeping that 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 one thing is holding people back from uniting on a, on unified causes that affect both sides. It ain't no both sides, you know. At the end of the day, some of these people on this, on this colorism, colorism shit is family. Same family. You know, dumb ass shit. Yeah, but the same struggles you got, he got. Y'all can't see that unified. Maybe them struggles won't be as bad. But people don't see it. It, it. it also go down to like self hate though. Like it, it got to be a point where you don't see yourself as inferior based off exactly because it's like a two way street. It has to be like for one where we grow to the point where it doesn't matter. Like your skin color doesn't get you preferential treatment, but it also comes to a point, it has to come to a point where like, if you are of a darker hue, like if you look like me, instead of looking like a Drake, you gotta be cool with that and not think that that makes you less. And you can't like mm-hmm. that, that that programming of, well, because I'm this, it's gonna be hard. No. Mm-hmm. It's what you make it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I looked at, I remember uh, they had that interview on Vlad where the young man was like, he, he don't want to have no baby with nobody that looked like him because he don't want to have no daughters babies. And it's like, that's somebody that taught you that mm-hmm. dark skin mm-hmm. makes something bad happen. So like, that's a self-hate thing. Like that's that comes to us like pushing more of like pride and whoever you are and i see that coming so i think we're going to get to a place of that where it's like having a division over looks and race and those type of things is going to be obsolete it's going to have to be off of like more off of like your values are you standing for something that is humane or not that type of shit because at some point it's going to get to like we're going to look the same and we're going to all kind of be yeah, we all technically I'm half light skin and half dark skin. At least that's why I keep trying to tell my ex. <laughs> oh my god. You but see my mom? My mom is light skin. Do y'all see this same type of issue with other communities? I mean, I see it in like certain Hispanic communities, but like outside of that, I really don't see it nowhere else. Um even if you look back at Italians, right? It's kind of reversed. If you look at Sicilians, they was always thought to be the most oh, yeah, yeah, Italians because yeah. they were more the darker hued and more like the original people that yeah. were So like, and a lot of that is because of their interminglings with Northern Africa and Carthage and, you know what I'm saying, those areas, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's been there in other races. I think it hasn't, it hasn't been as pronounced because other races have other things they argue over, whether it be religion or mm-hmm. whether it be um, your actual ethnicity, belief, you know, yeah. what I mean? or your nationality. So, I mean, I think it, it exists in other forms. I think it just happens to be that the dynamic of how this country was formed and how races were brought together in this country kind of forms us having weird divisions that other countries don't have because other countries weren't formed as we were off the backs of the enslavement of an entire people like other countries were formed and then they might have had some like prisoners of war type slaves or something but it wasn't like we took a whole 
portion of people and then stripped them of everything and took them away and had millions of them here. And like, it's just so weird the way races have come here. Like almost every race that has come here has come here and at first was persecuted. It's just Africans were the longest persecuted. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's, yeah. There's some colorism and like Asian, um, Asian culture too. Cause I know it's like, uh, like Malaysians and stuff like that. They're darker. They got a darker hue or whatever. And I think okay. some of, yeah. like, like I think the only thing is, is that they keep all their shit in within their culture, so you wouldn't normally know about it or whatever. Oh, okay. No, I but you know what it really is. They don't keep it in their culture. It's just other cultures invest time in knowing other cultures. So other people know about True. America is so conceited. We don't take the time to study other cultures. That's true. So we, That's so true. they know all about us. We just don't know about them. But if you ask an Asian man about something in the Middle East, they can usually tell you the general shit. Uh-huh. You ask an Australian something about somebody in Africa, they can usually tell you the general shit. You ask us something about what's going on in Eastern Europe. You ask us something about what's going on in South America, and that's right below us. We don't know. Shit, we don't know what's going on in Florida. I don't want to know. There's people who think Puerto Rico is another country. They think they're going out the country when they go to Puerto Rico. See, I was like that until. I learned in, in high school. <laughs> Actually, it was middle school. I think it was earlier than that. But yeah. There's people who don't know that Haiti shares an island with another country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just basic shit that's like kind of big in world politics and most people in the world know it. America's dumb as hell. We don't know about our own states. You ask somebody on a map where Montana is, most the average person walking the street would be like, "What? They gonna point to everywhere, but it? Not me. I'm gonna find. I know exactly where now it's me, at." Now me, I grew up with motherfucking Tiny Toon Adventures and Animaniacs, so I know a whole lot of random shit about the country and, and our geography, off the songs and shit they used to sing. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at the back of the dictionary, and there was always a map there, Bruh. And so- <laughs> We read encyclopedias. Exactly. For fun. Because we were bored. Our country now doesn't even look for the information until it's the moment they need it. We used to search but, information just to find out shit. Just to see. I wonder. But, used to be a thing. But this nation has a culture where being stupid is a good thing. Ignorance is bliss. Like they they're they they're banning mass books because of I'm a theory that they boy. don't even teach. This is an island boy. Like this, like that's it. Is like even in our media, you know, the stupid guy is always cool. The extra smart guy is the social awkward guy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's even even in our politics, they'll say something factual, and because it goes against that party's. Uh, agenda or whatever they'll say alternative facts this is they're woke they're um you know they'll say all the catchphrases to deny that like it's a lot of things in american culture that says 
you it, it's safer for you not to know anything. Facts. Big facts. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to conclude that with uh, humans are stupid. And um, yeah, we all can go ahead along with the rest of the conversation. Fuck society. And uh, yeah. There you go. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think we'll get there, man. We'll get there. And if we don't, I'll be honest, man. It'll be up to our kids because we're going to be dead by the time it, it matter anyway. So a lot of the shit that we worry about is really going to be on our kids' generation and that's really pushing them to have the two skills and the, the thought processes to want to do those things. Like it's important that we teach our kids tolerance and love with themselves and love with others and the, the, the thirst for knowledge and how to do things without, like how to do things from both eras so they have a knowledge of the past and of where they're going in the future. Like, you know what I mean? It's just up to us on that note. You know what I mean? Now, that's the real key because they're going to be the ones that live in that shit. We're going to be dead or too old to care. We're going to be somewhere sitting around playing cards and shit, living all retirement. I like, I like, to, get I like to think of my heaven. I like to think of my heaven as a resort uh, uh, on a planet far, far away. I don't know about but, my heaven. I'm talking about even if I'm just old, I, I feel like I'm going yeah. to fade out of society like Obama faded out the presidency. Like, I'm going to just go from looking <laughs> old as fuck to next thing you know, you're going to see me and I'm going to look 20 years younger. I'm going to be out there jet skiing somewhere with the family. Like, they be like, damn, this nigga, we thought this nigga was washed. No, I was just washed on this bullshit. I'm good now. Y'all there jumping the shots. Like, <coughs> damn right. But yeah, man. Um, thank the kids that we teach the next 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 uh, generation. And with that being said, man, let's teach the next generation how they can support your boys, man. Y'all want to support the partners out there. Make sure you go to your cash app, hit dollar sign, partner tears one, or go to buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners. You can donate there for as little as a dollar, and you can sign up for a membership for $4.99, which will give you exclusive perks and access to all kinds of cool things that the average pod squatter does not get. You can also sign up and just be a supporter for $4.99 at Spotify or on anchor.fm backslash the hyphen partners. Go ahead, support your boys, help us to grow, help us to give y'all more content, help us to keep this content going. And if you decide that you want to support, but you want something back, you don't want to give something without getting something, you want something in your hands, something you can have, and something that's fly as fuck. Face, tell them how they can get it. Oh, yeah. You can go to artreclothing.com. That's A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. I'll slow it down for you this time. It's A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. Check us out, man. Fresh new slide collection just released on this past weekend. Slide, slide, slide. Get your summer shoe wear game going, man. Um, Artre slides are out. Damn, they fly. Damn, they comfortable. Get your pair, man. The key thing about these you can slide your foot in. They also have snaps on the side. So you can just take it off as well. Check it out, man. 
Entreclothing.com. That's fly. That's fly. Make sure y'all get them jaws. Show your toes off. Show your toes off. Make sure you get a fucking pedicure or shave your knuckles, your toe knuckles down before you do it. But show your toes off. Or you could do it the Toby way. Throw the fresh pair of socks and throw the slides on, man. Yeah, that's what I do. Entree clothing. I hate trying to see your feet. Indeed, man. And then when you get your entree clothing and you get your AC83 slides in the mail, go ahead, man. Pat, tell them how they get in touch with it. At sign T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That's at sign T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That is the Twitter. That's the Instagram. That is the Twitch. That's the TikTok. And face is Tiz Face Pat. Yeah, is it? Tiz Face Pat, all the partners? Yeah, all right. That's Facebook. That's it, man. Holler at us, holler at us, holler at us. We do respond back. If you can't, uh, also, you can comment on any of our YouTube videos, and we do respond back there. As yeah. um, you can also email us at the partners podcast at gmail.com and send us any uh you know behind the scene messages, send us clips, send us videos, uh DM, DM us those. Um, and if you forgotten everything we just said, it was just too much for you to remember. What the fuck did you say that damn website was so I can get my slides? Damn it, I wanted them damn slides. I can't remember. I wanted to support them Negroes. I had, I got three dollars right now. I was gonna send them. Please support the Negroes. But well, you ain't gotta remember too much. Just remember thepodness.com. You're already here watching, so you know who we are, and then put a dot com behind it. Thepodness.com. One stop shop for everything the partners. Get access to the podcast, to the videos, to the lives, to the store. You get access to a one button way to support. You get access to everything. See a little bio about who we are. Hey, man, check us out. Thepartners.com, man. And as always, we have been the motherfucking partners. Hey. And I have been one third of the partners. Your boy Tiz. And I've been along with. The other third of the partners, the Padawan here. And I'm along with Dramatic Pulse. It's your boy Face, man. Peace out. Yeah, y'all know what it is. It's that time, motherfuckers. Peace, bitches! And I ain't cut out once this week. How about that? It's a vibe, my boy. It's a vibe. See y'all next week. Bye-bye. Holla back!